The following program contains misinformation, disinformation, and hate speech. It also features personalities who have been labeled far-right, semi-fascist, neo-Nazi, fringe, domestic extremists holding unacceptable viewpoints. Any and all calls for justice are to be taken in the context of Minecraft, the game, as are any references to wood chippers, helicopters, or firearms. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA. We do not condone illegal behavior. We do not offer financial, medical, or any other professional advice. All comments are for comedic purposes only. Views expressed within this program do not accurately reflect the views of the corporation or its sponsors. Use only as directed by medical professional. Use of this product may lead to cancer. Other known side effects may include but are not limited to hypothermia, heat stroke, sudden adult death syndrome, dizziness, nausea, irritability, cognitive dissonance, confusion, sudden onset dementia and Alzheimer's, winter vagina, erectile dysfunction, transphobia. See pamphlet for more details. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Consume. Obey. What's up, everyone? This is my Friends Hate Freedom podcast. I'm Bear Snare, and today I'm here with Ando from Burn Babylon Burn and the Doom Kitchen. Here are his plugs. All right. Uh, Burn Babylon Burn, the Doom Kitchen. Find it at libertylinks.io slash the Doom Kitchen. Or the old one is Linktree, Linktree, you know how those are written with the dot EE, uh, 3X Burn. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Doom Kitchen. And you can even email me now, the Doom Kitchen at protonmail.com. processing on your uh on your your shows don't you because i can uh, it sounds like you're using a compressor of some sort i do use compressors yeah i try to like even out the levels and stuff yeah um hopefully it mostly works i listened back to my most recent one and it was a little quieter than the ones around it so that's not great but oh well well you do you seem i guess a little more soft-spoken on your show i I don't know. It, it sounds that way. Uh, yeah, comparison. sometimes it depends on how early in the morning or how late at night it is, and if I've had yeah. beers or not. <laughs> <laughs> right. You haven't had your Bud Lights. Right. Actually, you know what? Check this out. <laughs> Can you see uh, see the camera? Oh no. <laughs> so no, my wife. It's a matter of time. My wife's family. We do uh, a beer hunt rather than an Easter egg hunt. So I ended up with some Bud Light seltzers and I thought I would bring up for the, bring one up for the, um, for the novelty sake of it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really funny because it's pink and. Oh yeah. It's definitely not going to turn me gay. This is tangerine. So I guess it's probably orange actually. Oh, okay. Uh, What I have right now though is bear snares mead. Whoa, you brew meat as well? Yeah, yeah. That's all this and he makes his own booze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I've got the all kinds of hobbies. Homo's episode where they're talking about kumis, which is a they didn't know the name of it, but I knew what it was. 
uh, it's a uh, it's fermented mare's milk, and it's like it's super boozy. Apparently, like oh weird, <laughs> some kind of li- liquor that the Mongolians used to make. That yeah. sounds gross. Like fermenting mare's milk. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were fucking happy with it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, they're Mongolians too, so I mean, you know, uh, they live outside and I and wonder how they do that. The because normally milk would just go sour. Yeah, there's got to be something to do with, you know, I bet it's a certain kind of culture that causes it and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, they must have some way of doing it with, like, some some kind of yeast or enzyme that they have some control over. I know there yeah. is, I mean, there is lacto-fermentation that you use. So there's a couple different things. There's You, you do lacto-fermentation for, like, making sauerkraut and pickles and stuff. Um, for, oh, right. for fermented foods, but that has nothing to do with milk. It's just called lacto because it's white. You actually just put salt water in with oh. the vegetables and then it naturally ferments. Um, but then there's also those like milkshake beers that people have started making and that i think does have something cool where do you get those (laughs) ah like small craft breweries what is it separate though or is it together no it's like like, root and bottled together like it's a carbonated beer with some kind of milkshakey stuff in it yeah I, i think they add like some kind of lacto powder or something Oh, had plenty of milk stouts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not sure what is in that, but I guess there probably is milk. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But man, that that episode is so cool and and you know like the there's a whole bunch of people that are into Mongolian stuff because of uh that band the Who. Oh, they really? Them, right? They sort of like do like this throat singing thing that uh, like Mongolian oh, sounds. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. Okay. Like, Monica Perez bad. mentioned yeah. them and I checked them out. It's it's okay. I didn't get that into the music. I really wanted to like it, but it was like eh, it, my old co-driver was way into it. And uh yeah, um but the what they described today or well yesterday on their show, but I listened to it this morning. What they described sounds like a super badass movie. Like nice. I'll have to check that out. That's the most recent history homos. Yeah, yeah. That's funny because I just downloaded one of their episodes the other day, but I think it was on it was on one of the books of the Bible, and that just looked like the most interesting one that was recent. Um, uh, yeah, they just did Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I haven't listened yet, but I I enjoy those guys. They're fun. Yeah, um, yeah, they were super fun. They're they're great to talk to as well. Like uh, William, you hardly have to do anything you just kind of like mind william up and let him go yeah oh and, so you've talked to them scott yeah I've, I've done a show with both of them nice I, i've had them both on as individual guests and uh and william yeah it's just like wind up william a tiny bit and let him go and he's he he jams yeah uh scott is is more of a conversation but he will always have something funny to say so that's nice that's so I'm trying to figure out where I should start here as far as like questions and stuff. <laughs> I actually, the extra time gave me a, uh, a chance to write some stuff down, do a, little, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you used to do like a lot of pedal bike adventures. 
What was I did. It? What yeah. was that like? Tell me about that. It's awesome. Um, it, I think one thing about the way that we get around now, uh, driving, flying, etc. I don't think you're meant to have that much stimulus go by you that quick. And uh, bikes are a little faster than than a person can move on their own. But as far as as far as their comparison, biking is closer to walking than than biking is to driving. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know, taking it in at an average of about. 12 miles per hour and seeing the country that way, I, I think it, I, I think it's really good for people is, and then camping every single night is really good to ground as well. So um, I think it's the best way to see the country. You, you actually feel every bit of it, you know, that, that you cover and it's, so it's an accomplishment. Every day is an accomplishment. Yeah. You know, uh, you can set little milestones for you. How many miles am I going to get before noon? How many right. miles I'm going to get a day, uh, in a week or whatever. And you're competing with yourself in some ways, but you're also doing it in a way that you're not, that you're not trying to break your own back to, to beat yourself. You're just, you know, impressed with yourself and it, and it makes you feel, it makes you feel good because, you know, you're, you see these elevation, what percent grade and everything like that, or you see your top speed going downhill and get really excited because, you know, you're pushing 50, 60 miles an hour sometimes. Holy cow. I've never gotten nearly that fast, but usually I'm on a mountain bike, so it's lower gears. Touring is a road bike and they're heavy in the rear because that's where your body, most of your weight goes onto your rear tire. Uh And then also... Also, you have bags on the front and the back. And so you got more weight on the back and you're jamming straight down a hill. And yeah, you you can get some crazy high mileage. Sometimes it gets scary uh, as far as going too fast. You you want the key is not, uh, you you don't want to avoid too much speed uh, unless, but you want to control your speed. So it's about what you're comfortable with. And you know, if you get into an area where you're going downhill super fast, you know it from mountain biking, uh, you got to slow down into those curves. Yeah. But yeah, this, uh, the place I'm talking about was in, I believe it was in Montana. And one guy was talking about coming down because you go down a dip basically. <laughs> and so um, he was coming the other direction and talking about how hard it was. Uh, or how fast he was going down. And I was talking about how fast I was going down. Cause we kind of met in the Valley and I'm like, well, it sounds like you're going to have a harder climb up than we will. <laughs> Why? Cause he was going faster and heavier. I was going faster because I, I was in the high fifties and, uh, so you're saying and, because you had more momentum, yeah. you'd make it right. Yeah. Well, also the the grade of the hill must have been steeper on my side. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do a lot of bike riding with my dad, and he would always pass me on the downhills, and then I would pass him on the uphills, and he'd be like, "How do you go up the uphills so much?" And I'm just like, "Man, you got to keep shifting those gears and keep that momentum up as long as you can." 
it is better to just get into a steady rhythm and and make the gears do the work. Don't make yourself do it. Just yeah. stay in that steady rhythm and just keep jamming. Um, uh, you'll be tempted to push, and I mean, I I do it for sure. I love I love pushing myself, but uh, but if you want to do some endurance riding where you're just riding from sun up to sundown, that that's the way to do it. Just keep a steady momentum and and let the gears work for you. Yeah. So you went all around the country, right? Like you've pretty much been end to end. Yeah, I've done nine bike trips. Some of them are shorter. The the bigger ones. Um, first, very first one I did without having a, a touring bike. I had a bike that I, I built it at one of those community bike shops, um, and I, I upgraded it. And then I decided to go on the bike trip in February, not thinking that the weather is going to be great uh, in the South because that's about when summer starts to roll in in the South and still caught some cold days on that trip. But I, I did uh, Houston to Tallahassee and back. And then one trip I, uh, I went from Calgary down to Denver. Denver used to be my place to be in the summertime. Um, I also did cycling stuff for a living. I was a pedicab driver. It's like a bicycle with the seat right, in the back for yeah. passengers. Yeah. I did that for 12 years. So wow. uh, I would I would chase it around. And being from Texas, uh, Houston and Austin are way too hot in the summer. So it was really nice to go up to places like Denver and Seattle in the winter or in the summer, and then back down to Texas for the winter, and not really have too many of the extreme kind of situations. I mean, uh, Seattle in August, September are about perfect, and Denver in September and October are perfect. So you follow it on down, and then follow some festivals. Um, because those are a nice little spike in money and that that's, that's how I did it for several years, man. So you've been living the nomadic life for a long time. Yeah. Uh, well, it really started in 2006. I flew down to New Zealand and lived there for a year. Uh, I hitchhiked all up and down the North and South Island and worked in a record store for a little bit of it. Uh, well, it was a CD and DVD store, but if you say a music store, people think you're selling music instruments. But right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't selling guitars; I was selling CDs, and they were, you know, it was mostly top forty stuff. And then, um, what was cool though is because was it like a little independent uh, place, or was it the wall no, or whatever? It, <laughs> it was called Sounds. It was pretty corporate, um, but. The thing about it that was cool is that they they have all these we support our local music campaigns and things like that. There wasn't anything that I got crazy into there, but it was just neat to experience a new place and check out their music at the same time. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's cool when even the corporate places at least do some kind of support of local uh, bands and stuff. You know, there's some of the radio stations, they host, you know, 
uh, battles of the bands and stuff like that. And it's pretty cool when they have those later, they used to do it so much more. Those like late night shows where they'd play the local bands. I feel like the radio stations don't really do that anymore, but yeah, it's a real shame too. Uh, it's, it's like everything though, the way of corporatization has, has just taken community out of everything. Yeah. And I was just having that conversation with a friend because, uh, we're walking through Utah and, and she's talking about restaurants and how Utah has so many great restaurants and there's not too many chains. And I, I think in a lot of places there's going to be a backlash against corporations because of, of the, the whole scamdemic, the yeah. largest transfer of wealth. Of and, all time. and stuff like and, the recent Bud Light campaign. <laughs> right, right. And so there'll be a corporate backlash and, uh, and I think it'll, I I think it'll turn into some great things. Yeah. I really hope so. I mean, that's the optimist side. Me too. I do think that like, there's that whole saying of go woke, get broke. And I don't think it's necessarily true because something tells me the people making these decisions are getting paid on the back end. You know, I don't think they themselves are going broke. I think they're making the decision that's in their best interests, regardless of the corporation and what it does to the company, you know? I yeah. Have... Well, the, the scam right now is, is ESG. Yeah. And yep. so it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's how much access to money that you have and corporations get more access to money with ESG. So if they do what BlackRock, basically what Larry Fink thinks you should be doing, then they'll give them access to more money. So it doesn't matter if everybody boycotts uh, InBev, uh, Anheuser-Busch that are sort of like the, I think it's InBev AB, right? Yeah. They, they sort of merge the whole thing. But if everybody boycotts this stuff, it, it won't matter. First of all, you won't even know you're buying Bud when you're buying it. Because right. InBev is more than half the market. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And there's even probably breweries like um, Goose Island and stuff like that that are under them. Where you'd think... I'm pretty sure. Think it's a- yeah, Goose Island, Carback in, in Texas is for sure. And then... Uh, uh, yeah, there's there's a whole slew of them all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to know which ones are actually independent. I think a lot of the smaller and more local ones are, but you know, it's it is hard to know. They all they all sign on for distribution, so um, right, right. It's I don't think they control and own every bit of it, but the distribution they have more than half of that. And then Coors yeah. is no less woke than Budweiser, and and Molson Coors has the rest of it. So, yeah, and, yeah, like that Super Bowl ad, that Super Bowl ad that was uh, for like three different beers. It was what, like Miller High Life versus Coors Light or something like that. And there was two fighters fighting it out. And then uh, and then it turned out to be a Blue Moon ad. And it's like, yeah, that's all the same company. It's all it, they're all under the same company. <laughs> right. And so in my dream of this, this corporate backlash that, that just everybody just decides to stop putting up with it and stop being abused by these corporations and stop, you know, uh, stop going to get their, their Popeye's chicken sandwich or whatever, you know, because the, 
the news told you to go to your local spot. Uh, this this is one of the ways that we can wrestle a future away from these people. And yeah, I had a a big conversation with uh, every man um, about taking a, you know taking a workers' right movement from the right instead of from the left, as it's always been right. Done yeah, he's and got some the, interesting stuff. I really enjoyed his um, episode on Pete's show. Every man was on Pete's, wasn't he? Or was that your show? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. No, he was talking to me. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> your show. No, that was really good. That was a good show. <laughs> That's funny hey, that I somehow it was uh, what like three. I, he will be on Pete's show at some point. I'm sure. Yeah, I, 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 I would think so yeah. too. Yeah, I guess it was that you Pete. posted it in in that group and then uh i therefore i associated it (laughs) there's so many resources as far as as awesome people in that room yeah Um, and i'm glad i've got to i mean we we could have met somewhere else out of all the people there um because i know that you run in some other circles that i run in um but there's a whole bunch of people that I would not have met unless it was through that room and they've been on the show several times. So, uh, so yeah, I think that I, I like the communities people are building and I hope one day I'm cool enough that people create a community around the stuff that I do yeah. uh, at the very least people that I consider allies contributors to the show. Um, you know, uh, like I've been doing this thing every other Sunday with, uh, with a bunch of, of other podcasters called the WTF Forum, right? And it's a super cool alliance, and that, and how your world just kind of grows from, you know, a couple of people, and then it grows from there and there, and then there's all kinds of communities to tap into. Um, I think I think cool things are happening there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying those. I've been listening to well ever since we really like got in touch with each other, I've been listening to all your episodes and yeah, I've been enjoying it. Um, and I've also been, I've found that since I started podcasting, it's amazing. Like the doors that just starting opens up. Um, I've got, I've been able to talk to some people who are like bigger names in podcasting and it's like, wow, this is, this is really awesome. And they're so like welcoming and supportive and everything. It's really cool. Um, I don't know if you know who Brian Norton is, Scrambling Brian Norton, but he uh, he just reached out when I posted my podcast in um, the Living Free in Tennessee group, and he was like, hey, I'll come on your show. <laughs> and so we spent a whole evening talking together and shooting the shit about every every random thing that we could possibly think of, and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, then he got me into the Unloose the Goose after party group too. And they've been amazing. They got, they're all into Noster right now. And so I've started, uh, messing around with that a little bit. And it's, it's very, it's like, I'm banging my head against the wall a lot, but it's an interesting thing because it's, it's so new. Um, yeah, I haven't got into, uh, Nostril as the no agenda. Nostril, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I should check it out. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I really should do for myself as far as getting spread out there, just as far as like like making art for my show that fits the iTunes 
thing so that I can actually get distributed by Apple itself. But I, I have a feeling at some point I'm going to get cut by Apple anyway, but <laughs> might as well take advantage of them. You know, that's funny. I, I haven't checked into that. I know I like approved on Libsyn to be distributed to Apple, but, um, I don't use Apple, so I, as far as I know, I'm the, on there, but I don't really. The snag might be your art, so. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But uh, I, I haven't met the guy that you were talking about. I haven't, I haven't heard his show or anything like that, but, uh, but that is cool that you're meeting bigger people, and everybody started somewhere. And yeah. And so most of these guys remember whenever they were small time, too. Yeah. And so. And, you know, we're not talking about famous people. We're just talking about people who. Their names are known in our circles, you know? <laughs> right. Well, you know, like I, I had, I was kind of intimidated talking to Pete and I've met Pete in real life three times, you know, but, right. but first of all, it's going to be the biggest audience that I've ever been put in front of at this point. I think maybe uh, very likely. Probably. And then the yeah. second thing is I, I, really admire Pete and I just want him to think I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. You, uh, you've, you've been to Childerberg, right? Did you hang out with him there? I I talked to Pete for like five seconds at Childerberg. I I said, Hey, Pete, want a beer? And then he had a whole mob around him the whole time. Yeah, of course. I met him also at, uh, Tom Woods 2000. And then shortly after Childerberg, he was, he was at a Ron Paul conference and, uh, and I get to hang out and talk to him a little more there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Did you go to Childerberg this year? Did that happen already? It, it's next month. So it'll oh, be okay. the, uh, toward the end of May. And I'm actually wearing my Childerberg shirt right now. Oh. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that because I'm going to I can't be actually doing... see you. Just so you know. Oh, oh you can't. <laughs> oh, not at all. Okay. I can still see you as... <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, um, it, it's going to be cool because there's going to be a whole bunch of people that, that are going to get together. We're going to do the WTF forum all live and in person. Um, and oh, I'm nice. going to record both of my shows. What doom kitchen, I'm just going to grab somebody at random. Oh, that's cool. And, and uh, for Burn Babylon Burn, I think it, uh, I, I'm bringing Trevor Green. So I'll just get him to do that one with me. And maybe somebody else might jump in. Yeah. But I'm, each day I'm going to take an hour or two out to record a show and do it from there. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, Childerberg is almost like my mecca. One of them. But like, I'd love to go. But it's also, you know, um, homesteading is a lot of work and when you're doing gardens and projects around the house um early in the summer is like it's go time it's really go time right now like i've started getting busy with stuff but uh it's hard to make time to go do things that are um vacation that are across the country (laughs) you know all all the productive people that i talk to have said the same thing that the the busy season started early this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even have like huge, huge projects going on, but it's just like once daylight savings time hits, it's kind of like time to wake up and spring into action, you know? 
Yeah. You'll find out since you since you're a new homeowner. Have you done yeah, anything there? I'm, Have you spent time there yet? I am a homeowner. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I got to spend all of three days at my new house. Uh, I'm looking forward to actually spending some real time there, but I, it, it's going to be difficult, but it's also going to be easy. Um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. 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 You'll figure it out. You'll figure out what works. So yeah, go ahead. There's so many things that I've, I've made in my head as far as things that need to be done to the house. And the thing that's bugging me the most is that there's a, this obnoxious thick carpet in there. And I have a feeling because there's a section of it cut out for the door to open that there's hardwood floors under that. Oh. And I really want there to be hardwood floors under that. And I also want to get rid of this hideous carpet. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, carpets old carpets tend to be disgusting i've torn them out before and yeah they're pretty gross yeah i I don't even know how to do it (laughs) so that'll be cool i'll learn some stuff Yeah, it's not hard uh, gotta get some tools get get one of those flat bars and that's pretty much like flat bar and a hammer a claw hammer that'll tear out a carpet for you oh and a utility knife (laughs) Yeah, I'll get it done. I, uh, I'm i not worried about it. It's just all about the effort, you know? I'd offer um, to help you, but you're in Texas. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's one thing because of the scheduling and everything and what I do, I don't know when I'm going to be home. Yeah. So I'll get it when I can. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's the life of the, the truck driver. Right. So I'm going to open this Bud Light seltzer and we'll see if it turns me gay. Too late. <laughs> it looks like you got some uh, reconstruction surgery on your face. You've kind of... Uh, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes sweet. What a girlhood. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Dylan Mulvaney. He's a nice boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this I think I I think Dylan Mulvaney is fake and always have that, that this is a guy who is probably straight or mostly straight that just you know, he's a theater kid that wants playing an act and getting popular on social media kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know anything about him because I really don't care, but, um, that doesn't surprise me, especially like sticking with his normal name and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And you know, the whole, but the whole, the whole thing was more of like a social media influencer contest or something. It's not like he was actually their spokesperson or anything. So it is a, in some ways overblown by the right wing media, but I'm fine with it because, um, the backlash is awesome and they deserve it. Well, it, I, when I first saw, saw the, the day XYZ of girlhood series, I I only would see little highlights of it, and it was basically people you know that had fallen for the rage bait. Yeah. And and I'm this is fake. This I, I thought that the whole time. I who knows how far somebody will take an act. He might 
cut his balls off in order to <laughs> do it. I don't know if he already has or not. But, that, that one you know, teacher, there was a high school teacher who was getting in trouble for not being inclusive enough or whatever, and he um, he got those big, big tits. That is the best. Yeah. Talk about going all the way for a troll. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and that the best part was how many of us thought that he was faking it and then other people that didn't think he was faking it. The the thing is you can't be too outrageous in parody right now because reality is, is gone beyond. Yeah. It's, it's a weird clown world. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for the laughs, not for the impending doom. (laughs) Well, yeah. Speaking of impending doom, you've had some dire predictions recently. Um, what was it that you said? You said people will be eating their pets by a certain amount of time. Um, do you remember what? By winter. By winter. I think squirrels by summer, pets by winter. So uh, by the end of summer, people will be eating squirrel uh, out of desperation and then pets by winter. I might be wrong on that. It's just one, freight is not moving so fast. Yeah. And, and that, that scares me. And then there's the petrol dollar situation. And right. the petrol dollar situation is is something that compounds over time. And I, I think that the entire reason the United States is, is so wealthy and bountiful is because we had this petrol dollar scam going on for so long that we could just bully everybody with our enormous military and the fact that they had to at least be good enough with us in order to do money, uh, do business with our money in oil yeah yeah it was a whole lot of bribery and bullying so with the bribery there's trillions of dollars out there that are going to come floating home when they're no good anymore i i think the collapse like when we start to see details of the collapse it will be a lot more uh it'll be a lot faster than we think and you know keep doing everything you can to prepare uh, and most importantly, prepare your souls. And I think that that's really important because it, it doesn't matter how much stuff you have and, and how long you last as things fall apart. Yeah. The, the ultimate, you know, in the end, you know, you got to answer to Jesus. Right. So, yeah. And, and maintaining our humanity, even if it means giving up our lives is really important. I think that's really ultimately that's how we win is by maintaining our humanity and not um not giving in to hate and not giving in to just uh um like not selling our souls to the devil by by going along with the program kind of thing also. Right. Right. We, Hold your we, ground. Yeah, we Don't, need to not you know, do either and just sit stand and say no. There, there's several things to hold your ground on. First of all, you know, as Stolchenitskin says, don't go to their camps. If you, you go to their camps, you're, you've already lost. You're better to, to fight it out and die. Yeah. Then, then there's all of the things that, that they're doing to compromise your soul. And, you know, there, there's probably going to be people in the food at some point, you know, like this real life soil and green situation. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're already trying to put the mRNA in because oh we wouldn't gosh. take it. They said, oh, well, well, we'll trick you fools into eating it then. You know, you're going to do what we say no matter what because you depend on us too much. 
Yeah, that that is a, that's something that I'm not sure what to do about because it's hard to like. I'm I'm not really at the point where I can where I'm ready to swear off all like mainstream food, mainstream meat. Um, well, it's it's not just meat and dairy. Um, it's it's vegetables that that I've yeah, known about geez. before too, and and so and then you've got all these these false meats that are are super processed i'm sure that they'll <coughs> that i can swear off <laughs> yeah the hardest part is like not going to a party and just eating stuff that you don't know what it is um or even at work like people bring in random food and who knows um but yeah luck so i heard dr robert malone talking about this and saying that the digestive system is not a good delivery system for it and they've talked about that makes sense yeah that apparently they absorbs in your stomach though right that your stomach is a good place to absorb it i don't know i mean i think peter mccullough is saying something else he's saying that this is something we should be really worried about um so <clears throat> there's different takes from very uh highly qualified doctors <laughs> um the only two yeah, doctors so, that i trust are last name paul yeah right <laughs> well i trust the elder one more than the younger one even but the younger one's been pretty good lately <laughs> but um, yeah ron, ron paul is actually jesus did you know that I would never say that. I, I do respect and admire the man a lot, though. I mean, he, he's dedicated his entire life to bettering the human race. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. being somewhat facetious, but only somewhat. I, I, I admire him about that much. He's like, because I think of Jesus, like, I think the body of Christ comes through people when they do good deeds. Like, and that is something that many of us embody at moments. And of course, Ron Paul embodies that a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, just the, the whole, like the concept of Christian just means being Christ. And, uh, and not many people do that. Well, even Christians, especially Christians, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm interested know, in hearing your take on, like, the whole spirituality, um, like, the the spiritual warfare and how that relates to what's going on in the natural world. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's everywhere. It, and like I said, the, the way that they're tricking us into eating things that we don't want um that you know it the tv the internet every single thing everything around you is trying to get you to sin everything around you is to trying to get you to become comfortable with it you know i don't, I don't say anything from any high and mighty place because i i'm not the best guy you know like i i and people say you know hey if if you died right now where are you going and, you know, I, I've said it before. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I 
I hope that that I've made my my case to Jesus enough that everything's good. But you know, they say, "Oh well, you gotta know. You you would know that if it, if it were the case, you would know that you're going." I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe maybe at some point I'll get to a place where I'm a lot more confident in that. But I, I'm not there yet. I've I've been on this journey a little under two years. And uh, I was baptized almost, uh, uh, well, it was about 11 months ago. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, and it was my Aunt Laura that you know from the show. Yep, yep. So yeah, she did the ceremony and it was great. It was in front of, you know, my, my dad and stepmom and, you know, uh, my uncle. It was really cool. Nice. But it... It's just I I don't know I don't know what's next uh, as far as that goes I I hope that I'm doing the right thing enough I really do yeah but that's that's one of the things is I I try to slip it into every episode in some way but I'm I I know I miss on a few occasions and I know that that one of the things that that we're supposed to do is proclaim his name and uh, and that's how uh, I had. Steve Webb from uh, from the Lifespring Audio Bible or Bible in a Year now, I guess is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he said that you know he he got a message from God to proclaim His name, you know, and that's that's how he he started reading the Bible to people every single day. Huh. And nice. But we have a big job to do, you know, and it, and it's not all just saving up food and guns and ammo. There is so much more to it and, and making sure that your, your soul is ready is an important step in this. Um, and I don't know, some people are probably like me, uh, but I, I ask a lot of questions and I, I'm trying to understand some things that don't sit with me the greatest. And, uh, but you know, I, I've decided that I belong to Jesus. So I'm, you know, I belong to Jesus. That's how it works. Yeah. Can I ask what, um, what doesn't sit with you? What are, what are you having trouble with? Oh, a lot of the old Testament stuff. Oh uh, yeah. I, you know, I, you've probably heard me going off about how I don't think that, uh, Jacob's a good guy at all. Uh, and then seeing the, the things between, uh, Jacob and Esau is I, I, I think that there's, that, so that much betrayal a- in the Old Testament, it's um it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, so much manipulation and, and lying and betrayal, it's uh it's pretty weird. And and that Jacob and Esau story especially has that. I'm not a big fan of Moses either. Um there's <laughs> there's uh, there's some stuff and 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 you know, uh I, I'll figure it out at some point. It, there's there's some things that I've come to some conclusions on. I might be wrong, um, and I'll figure it out if I I am or I'm not. But yeah, there's. So, uh, I grew up in a church where we were taught that um, much of the Bible is representative. Like we're not necessarily supposed to take it um, on face value. Um, everything has an inner meaning. So when, um, like when water is part of the story, water represents truth 
And maybe so when bread is part of the story, bread represents good. And so there's a whole like inner spiritual meaning to what's in the Bible. And that's helped me to not take everything as um, face value, particularly in the Old Testament. The New Testament is more um, easy to grapple with in on like the face value level. Um, until you get to revelations and then it just like, that's a whole nother level, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, there's a bit of revelation that is just, just crazy man talk. Hey, you have to really dig to understand what that is. Uh, it, it's, it's super surreal. It's, it's almost like Hunter S Thompson reading, you know, but if you dig into, um, some of the occult symbolism and some of um, there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot of symbolism there and there's a lot of um, I think that goes back to like, it's there's, there's it's more like what's happening on a spiritual level. And I think revelations or the apocalypse is kind of something that happens within us all at some point or over a period of time. Like it, it's about our personal um, journey from from being worldly to being um, resurrected or judged or uh, whatever. Yeah, I I think it's one of the most important books. But that's really, not to say it's it. yeah. That's not to say it's not happening at a bigger level, like overall, like to the entire world as well at the same time. You know. Because I think that is kind of going on right now. <laughs> I think we're just repeating. We're repeating the uh, Tower of Babel or Babel. I, I oh, have yeah. already pronounced both ways, so I interchange them. But I, I think that's what's going on. There's a real Nimrod spirit going on right now, and I thought it was pretty interesting to see that that uh, there was some of uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. Did you see this? That recently. They were talking about uh, well, Dom Luker has, uh, he, you've seen his Twitter before, right? He, he does a whole bunch of just, no, I don't, think so. kind of I don't spend much time on Twitter these days, to be honest. Well, he, he had this one about, uh, about them unearthing giants and they believe that they have, um, they have the body of, of Gilgamesh who may or may mm. not have been Nimrod and that they're running genetic programs trying to, uh, trying to regrow Nimrod and I, that would be a terrible thing. I think he, his 215 years on this planet were bad enough. He was a, a one of the most horrible tyrants of all time, but, uh, but who knows is could be fake kooky stuff. Uh, supposedly it came out of a Hillary Clinton email that I have seen the screenshot. I don't know if it was doctored. There's a whole bunch of, Things to that. That's those are just fun things for me. Like it's yeah. not anything that I usually like to go off on, but it they're fun little thought experiments. Oh, is this real? Could this be real? Yeah, because yeah. I I like this stuff. Yeah, I I definitely enjoy the hidden history type stuff, and um, yeah, the the newer uh, archaeology, like Graham Hancock and all that. Like some some of that stuff is really fascinating to me, and I. I'm not a scholar in it by any means, but um, listening to Grimerica and the higher side chats, like they get into a lot of that stuff and I just really enjoy it. 
Yeah, I need to listen to that show more. The other show that that's really good on this kind of info is uh, Canary Cry, uh, and I should check check them out more. I never heard of that. A set list of shows that I listen to, and then whenever I finally plow my way through them all, I start listening to other things. And it, right now, my playlist has about forty shows in it, and I think three of them are your episodes. So I'm a <laughs> Yeah, I I every once in a while go through and and download a whole bunch of new episodes, but otherwise it's just the ones I'm subscribed to. What did you say that was? Canary Canary Cry News Talk. Crying. Uh just the words Canary Cry. C R Y. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they're they're pretty out. They, I, what I love about the show is they do this thing called the Flippy Update, where they talk about the robots that they're going to try to replace us with. So you always get the latest in news on that, and every episode they do a little segment for that. Huh. So, so they do. What's Flippy up to now? I'm sorry, what's that? What's Flippy up to now? What are What are they going to do with with automation, robots, all yeah. the? Yeah. Yeah, that chat uh, I'm, that chat GPT thing is pretty wild, huh? I'm pretty concerned about it. Uh, I there's there's this talk about the the chaos GPT that uh, is supposed to be programmed to destroy humanity. Um, Great. And then yeah, yeah. And then uh, there's that. There's people that have killed themselves over AI, which to me sounds like a sacrifice to a demon. Uh, Cyprian has compared this to communicating with demons. And I think obviously, you know, this is the most sophisticated scrying mirror ever created. It's, it's like a, a, a super technological Ouija board, you know? Uh, yeah. so talking That's to the other side, interesting yeah. way to think about it. I like that. And then, then there's that, that replica where people are, have their AI girlfriends and just, the, if guys are masturbating to AI art or AI girlfriends with their spicy, sexy talk, apparently, according to the ads for Replica, it, if they're masturbating to it, they're giving it power. That's more of like another sacrifice. So the, it really feels, oh, uh, Dan, you might know Dan from the, the chat. Dan has said there's definitely demons in that code. Huh. So, no, I, I can't think of Dan. Ex- yeah, sorry. But, uh, I know, like, so there's been some guys who have talked about, like, their siblings being possessed and stuff in that chat, which, uh, that's pretty disturbing stuff, you know? I've never, uh, exactly come across that, um, in, in real life, and it's, uh, it's pretty, it's really something to, to see people, like, talking about, um, the people in their own lives in that way. No, it's real. Everybody's uh, everybody's hosting something to some extent, um, whether it be temporarily or, or permanently. Yeah, and you know, that's why it's really important to uh, to become cleansed of these things. Um, they the, these guys are they they don't have power over this world except for being able to trick us into giving it to them. And right. And we're pretty easy to trick, especially these days. Yep. 
<laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, we are. Well, with the society being, you know, we're, we're becoming more and more degenerate as a society as, as the days go on. I, I know that there was times in history where it was just as bad as this, possibly worse. You know, there's obviously Sodom and Gomorrah. There's uh, the Greeks and the Romans. Um, there was the Weimar Republic. All of these times throughout history where people got really degenerate, but the, the things, the thing that ties it all together is how far they strayed away from, from God. From, yeah. So they didn't have, they didn't have a foundation and at lost. And, and some and, of those stories are a bit of a testament to how much worse it can get before, yeah. before it gets better, before God intervenes, before people rebel, all that. Um, like we're not at that tipping point yet, which is kind of disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I look forward to seeing much crazier it gets, but I also, you know, there's so many victims made in this process. I, I'm yeah. just now hearing that, that uh, a lot of this trans stuff that most of them, like 80% of the trans at this point are female to male. And that's yeah. not how it's portrayed in the media. Right. Yeah, it's always the male to females that get um, big headlines because either they're in sports and fucking up all the girls or, yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? You don't see the, the, the poor girl who got half her forearm cut out so she can have a penis. And it's just... A fleshy thing that just hangs. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's, none of it's functional at all. It's all it's all fake rotting meat. Like it's 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 sick. It's unbelievably well, it, sick. Even and they're lied to about it. Like they they're lied to yeah. so that they have false expectations. You know, I realized a parallel recently when I was um, seventeen, eighteen. I got talked into having surgery by a doctor that I didn't need. And it was oral surgery to get braces and stuff. I had teeth taken out and then I had braces. Do you know, um, my teeth would be way better off, way healthier now if I hadn't had that happen. Like if I hadn't gone along with that and hadn't made my parents spend like $4,000, which God knows they couldn't really afford. And then there's all the the drugs that go along with it, and so there's there's the insurance company, there's the surgeon, yeah, uh, and what they're doing themselves, yeah. and then there's the pharma companies. You're creating all, a lifelong uh, customer. Yeah, and they're just slopping those pigs, man. And this it, that I hope that there's a big backlash toward that, and I. I, I'm hoping that more of us become more Luddite. Like, I don't think we could ever be real Luddites, just the way things are. Uh, I mean, I'm talking to you with a very clear picture on my end. I guess yeah. you can't see me on yours. But, <laughs> uh, I'm not even on that but, screen right now. Yeah, I'm not seeing you, but that's fine. <laughs> we couldn't do what we're doing without technology, but right. but. So much of it needs to be rejected and, and so many genies need to go back in their bottles. Uh, I thought it was interesting that 
that all those guys signed on to that big AI open letter to say, hey, back off of this stuff for a little while. They're not gonna. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I'm not sure what to think about that. Well, do you think Adam Curry's right? Like, it's just a competition being like, hey, we need time to catch up. Uh, yeah, possibly. Then, then there's also that they know that it's going to end in disaster, and they want to say, "Hey, we tried to warn you. We're we're the good guys." Right? Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of of everything that Elon does. You know, I was just gonna. I was the, just thinking of Elon. Yep. <laughs> him and Zelensky are the biggest welfare whores in the world. You know, they're they're just everything that they do is just welfare, welfare. Um, it doesn't look that way. People think that Elon's some great capitalist, but no, he is he is the biggest recipient of welfare of all time. And yeah. if you're introducing and controlling and running these these things created by DARPA, they put you there for a reason. Because you're the you're the front man for these DARPA organizations. Zuckerberg's another one. They put him there for a reason. And all this stuff was made by DARPA. And uh, and he's just getting all these government contracts and milking the taxpayer. So if you want to be proud of Elon, be proud of what your American tax dollars can accomplish whenever they're all given to somebody in a socialistic way. It's it's tough because I like what he says so much of the time, you know. But, yeah, it's uh, it's important to keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, it, it just annoys me. It's one of those that a, a lot of really good people have, have come up on exposing Elon. Corbett does it a lot, and uh, Jason Burmis is really great with it. Uh, but yeah, he he needs to be exposed because this spell that people are under, because they're all yeah. so desperate for a savior. They have, exactly. have somebody fix Exactly, them. yep. This is how you fix it. This is you want to know how to fix it and want to know how to solve all your problems. Save you yourself. <laughs> yeah, you 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 find out what's wrong that's that's going on for you, and you solve it. Yeah, you don't you don't sit there and wait for a Peter Thiel to come out of the woodworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Peter Peter Thiel's got some problems of his own now. There, oh. there, he's uh, his boyfriend died, and oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell so, and tell me more I, about that. I don't remember the. I don't have all the details in front of me. Uh, Rob was telling us this story on the WTF forum, but uh, but yeah, the, I, I'm sure he's going to be investigated in that. Was it? And it's do really you know, interesting. Do you know if it was like a murder or if it was just like? Uh, a random sudden adult it's death sus. syndrome kind of thing, or it's sus. I would say it's sus. Yeah, yeah. I definitely had that feeling when I first heard about it, and I don't, I don't remember enough of the details about it to really have thoughts beyond that. <laughs> yeah i I don't have the details in front of me, uh, but I remember us talking about it on the on the forum and and. Rob brought it up. I chased the story down a little bit, but um, but there's so much going on in this news cycle. It's just you're con- constantly being bombarded. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like a sieve. I uh, I, I ingest it all, and then most of it just goes right through. 
Yeah. Hey, what do you think about yeah, this fake Pentagon leak? That's interesting. Um, there, there's so many things going on there. I, I was talking to Trevor today because he thinks that that I got it wrong uh, in my episode yesterday when we were saying that uh, that this kid wouldn't have the clearance. He says that basically military clearance is just given out. And then uh, the no agenda guys, I, I was just listening to that a couple hours ago. Uh, they were saying that, that, yeah, they just give out clearance like that. So maybe he did it. He maybe had those documents, but yeah. uh, apparently they are real documents, but not a lot of people have gotten their hands on them. And I'd like to see what, truthers are doing to uh to see what's good about the information what's bad about it what makes it really sus is that bellingcat's involved and bellingcat is is a british organization and you can't spy on americans but the five eyes countries are always spying on you so you got the four other eyes on you yeah and so so they kind of trade that out um I don't know. I, I, I don't think that this slipped by them. I think that it's, it's something intentional or else the media wouldn't be all over it. I, I kind of think the media I, covers so many things. Yeah. I kind of think it's intentional because the, uh, the friend who's supposedly 17 years old, who was interviewed, he sounds absolutely like a rehearsed fed. He doesn't sound 17 at all. And it sounds like he's trying to implicate guys like us. Yeah. White Christians, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> With guns. <laughs> Put the microscope. <laughs> that was the joke yesterday. He's like, oh, he, he likes to shoot and race cars and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, so he's like a normal boy. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't, yeah. Can't have that anymore. No fun. Fun is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get your neo-vagina dilated. Oh yeah, there you go. So you can be a birthing person. Right. Well, uh, that is the other thing is is how crazy this stuff is going is that that they are spending money trying to trying to get men to carry babies, trying to see if they can make that happen. These people wow. are sick and twisted. It's like yeah. it's so pointless. Why? You know, like it's, it's transhumanism. It's this just all there is to it. N- never mind that you're fucking with that baby's life too. You know, I I don't think any babies will be born from a man or a, a biological male. I guess because they they say that there there are pregnant men, but I they're lesbian. Yeah. But they're actually lesbians who cut their boobs off, and now how are they going to feed their babies? But, you know, uh, we'll get to that at some point, maybe. We'll figure that one out. I don't know. Right. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> it's so messy. It's so weird. <laughs> well, dude, on a lighter note, um, I really, really enjoyed your episode with Dizzle, Diesel. Um, oh, Diesel is so awesome. He's such a great dude. Uh, it was really weird coming off of the heels of talking to Pete about almost the opposite of what Diesel is talking about. <laughs> I could see that. Because in real life, those were just an hour's part. What's that? Well, 
they were just hours apart. I know that that Diesel wasn't advocating for liberalism, and but you know, uh, Pete was talking about uh, about a, a strong man basically coming and solving everything, or maybe not quite the strong man. It's more of the uh, he was saying that that right wing the right wing authoritarians will have to uh, crush this woke nonsense to stop it. And then, uh, and then Diesel was talking about some real classical liberal concepts right after that. Right. Not that he he advocated for classical liberalism. It's it's really cool though. You know, uh, he, he, because he, I can straddle that line. Yeah, me. Enough. I I me too. And it's it's not. I guess for me, it's not so much that I straddle the line, and it's more that I'm torn between the two. And maybe just straddle is what I should where I should settle. <laughs> Um, but it's, yeah, it's like a constant battle for me. Um, right. Well, the way I see it is that I just want what's best for me at the time. And I don't think that, that right now, I don't think that advocating for liberalism is going to get us anywhere positive. It's just going to add more gasoline to the craziness that's going on. And so we need to just push back the other direction while, you know, while maintaining our rights, our freedom of speech, and our uh, our freedom of Second Amendment, you know, the, those very important things. But a lot of those things are being taken away from a lot of yeah. a lot of people and, and they're doing it under under this attack. They're trying to come after the right, obviously. Well here here's how kind of how I'm seeing it is um, natural law is big on the non aggression principle. And we've been aggressed upon. It doesn't hurt to organize to fight against it. Like we are constantly being aggressed upon every minute of every day. Yeah. Uh, but you can just pause the video game and, and not be aggressed upon because we're just talking about games here. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's uh, it's hard to say how much we're being aggressed upon while I'm sitting here comfortably in my home talking online, but that's what that fifth generation warfare thing is all about, you know. Like our our savings are becoming worth less, and our freedom is being stripped from us. Like there, we're we're constantly being led into this like state of slavery and there, there are constantly laws being passed that are against us. Um, so it's very abstract. It's not, it's not direct. It's not someone in your face aggressing upon you. It's, um, that's so much easier to deal with too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much more easy to decide what to do. Cause like in the moment when someone's aggressing, against you in your face like it's it's very easy to make that decision or even like if 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 you come across a situation like that that adrenaline kicks in and you just kind of know what to do sometimes um but with this this uh indirect fifth generation warfare kind of thing it's like it's all so constant and subtle that we don't um we barely perceive it and and we don't have any particular people to hold responsible 
and it's just like it's just happening around us it's not like it's not like there's a good way to fight directly against it except like you said um making right with your god and um doing what you can to to fend for yourself and become sustainable that merging those two things fend for yourself and getting right with god let's say fend for your soul yeah that's that's how you beat this this soul crushing evil that's just bloated and sitting on top of us yeah but yeah it's a it's a little things that they can make you happy you know today i i got to pet two cats and a dog and ride a bike so i'm i'm a very happy guy today and it the those little things matter so much yeah absolutely i'm in a truck all the time so it's i don't get to play with animals very much so it was was really great to be around them I hear you there. We've got so, a wonderful puppy. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. I miss that. I, I had a puppy uh, and man, that it, it's a sad story. I'm not going to tell it on the show, but, but raising a pup is, it, it's, it's a big job. They're, yeah. they're wonderful. Though. The, um, we got her two years ago and that first summer it was like, that was our project pretty much. And now it's more like, okay, we, we're into the rhythm of it. We know what we're doing and we can do other stuff as well. But yeah, um, she took a lot yeah, of that's time. How, how it progresses, uh, along the way, they kind of find out what to expect from you and what you can expect from them. And, and it, it works out over time, but at the very first it's, it's complicated. And you haven't set the the boundaries and the walls and, you know, figured each other out. Right. Yeah. And, and as a puppy, she needed a lot of training, you know, we took her to the classes and stuff. Cause I mean, I guess we kind of needed training too, for how to train her. That's kind of what it's about partly. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, just spending that time, um, getting her used to the world That's so crazy that uh, I was thinking about kids learning words and how words just come so naturally to us at this point in our lives. But kids, when they're first learning words and sounding them out and, and how bizarre it is in the beginning and how natural it is later. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and like, I don't remember going through that experience. I don't think anybody does. Maybe somebody's got a weird memory where they can remember, you know, apple, (laughs) you know. You know what? I remember, I remember learning swear words and not knowing what they meant and getting it wrong and stuff like that. Like, I remember thinking gay meant boys and girls, not boys and boys. And I remember thinking sexy was saxy because <laughs> of just however I had heard it first. Um, didn't know what fuck meant. Maybe I did. I don't, I don't know. But, I remember uh, getting in trouble when I was a kid 
and not knowing what this word means, uh, nor where where I heard it the first time. I probably overheard it from from my dad whenever I was little, but I didn't know what it meant. And calling my sister a whore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was in Boy Scouts, and we had an entire Boy Scout meeting where one of the scout leaders just lectured us about not calling girls whores because we had just had a camping trip and he had overheard one of the guys calling his daughter a whore and it pissed him off so much that that was the entire hour, hour, two hours meeting was uh, him lecturing us about how to respect women. (laughs) I thought at the time that it was spelled H-O-R-R as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I wrote a song about her uh, and spelled whore that way. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> Got very, very funny trouble with my grandpa uh, and learned that you do not call women that. You don't call anybody that. Just don't say that word, apparently. But it, uh, sounds, like, <laughs> it sounds like you were into truth music way back in the day. <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I was writing my own raps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the thing no, that, that pisses was... me off about a lot of the truth music is so much of it's rap. And I just can't. Like, I can't go there with rap. But it, how does it work with rock, though? Because the way the way that rock songs are written is... it. it I've seen it work, but for the most part, you can't really just go, yeah, they're trying to kill you. No, uh, you're, you're right. It, it's a very different in a sing-song way. It's yeah. a less direct. It's got to be kind of more abstract. Um, and that's that's why rap is a really good medium for truth music. Um, and yeah, like, you know, from my music, what I do is a lot more abstract than that. And, and that's kind of how it is. And it's just that like, um, like, I don't know Diesel's music, but I know, uh, Tom McDonald. I can't stand the way he looks. I don't like listening to his music, but I'm really glad he's doing what he's doing. I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad he's as popular as he is. It's just like, it's just not my thing. Well, to me, it, it's my thing is, is really at this point, anybody that's trying to tell the truth, I am not super fussy as far as the, uh, the genre anymore. Yeah. Now it's, now it's just anybody that's doing cool stuff because we need things out there. You know, uh, have you heard media bear? No, I don't think so. That sounds familiar, but I don't think I've heard the music. He does parody songs. He's like, he's basically like the truth or weird Al. Oh, nice. It is awesome. Does he do stuff for Greg Carlwood? Uh, you will have seen him possibly working with Benny Wills, but I don't think he's. Uh, I don't know who Craig Carlwood is. Oh, higher side chats. Okay, okay. Just because he hires for those, that name uh, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hires those musicians to do his songs for his show. It's possible he could have submitted one of his songs to the show, but man, he. It, it's really fun just, you know, all the, a lot of it's stuff that I grew up with, 80s, 90s music, and the songs have been converted into uh, 
And the truth are songs, though. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like that. My one. Yeah. Friend. He's got a music video about Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's no when to hold him, no when to fold him. And in that video, uh, you can see James Blotto for a moment. So he's got a little cameo spot. Dude, I cool. think I've seen that music video. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Then you do know Media Bear. Well, I mean, I saw it a while ago, so sort of. I've, I've at least come across him, right? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. All the stuff that it, you can get introduced to and learn about in this in this fun little truther world, and that that's one of the big reasons I love Media Monarchy is that he introduces you to at least one one new artist a day as far as uh truth music goes yeah uh, a lot of i've heard a ton of it um because there was a time whenever i was pursuing that all the time but yeah it's it's cool what's happening as far as as the people that are awake right now yeah yeah it is it's it's good that we have people to be inspired by for sure and you know I like to think that we're winning. I know it's uh, definitely an uphill battle, but um, I don't know. There's there's a lot going on. It's it's quite a time to be alive, you know. We have the distinguished honor to be witnessing the controlled demolition of the American Empire, and and. Uh, Whatever part we play, it's like there's there's a lot of important stuff going on, and maybe we can manage to be heroes in some way or another. And I highly recommend you watch uh, that Ron Paul conference that I was just talking about uh, that I met Pete at. Tom Luongo was speaking at it. It was ah. uh, it was early June last year. Yeah, that might so. have been before I even got into him because Tom Luongo's. A, a more recent discovery for me. Okay. I'll check that out. Well, you know how Tom Luongo kind of is one of those people, one of the few people out there right now that's telling you things, how they really are, but give you a good reason to feel better about it, that he, he kind of can illustrate the outs and, and make you feel a little bit more confident that, that cooler heads are going to prevail and reason's going to come yeah. back at some point. Yeah. He's pretty good at that because he he always makes me feel a little more optimistic because the 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 crazy people that are running everything are morons and what they're doing is not going to work. Well, that speech <laughs> he ends it with just really like the way the way he ends it is he said that that Basically, if the uh, the global South retaliates in any meaningful way to what's going on in, in this game, that part of what they're doing here with setting up this this uh, United States versus Russia versus China um, conflict, that they can just flip the table at any time. Basically, if, if they choose that they don't want to lose, they can just destroy the entire world. And... Hearing that, hearing that just made me pretty upset. It's uh, so if we ever do meaningfully try to retake everything, 
there is that possibility as well. There's the possibility that they just destroy us because they can't. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the with the shift in global power that's happening now, it's uh whew, it's looking And who says that's not intentional? Because uh because Burmis um I I think it was him or his reporter was out at this uh this Bilderberg that took place in uh in DC. There was a Bilderberg meeting that took place in DC uh-huh. about six eight months ago, something like that, right? Uh, and one of the globalists there was saying that for what they're doing right now to the United States is going to make what they did in Venezuela look like a walk in the park. Wow. That's uh it's pretty dire. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why I say what I said about about the food situation. Um, you know, the one place that you would think that that people would have the most abundance of food was the Ukraine. And then that that place was people were starving in droves due to the Soviet Union. Yeah. So, so you can I mean, it can be it can all be gone pretty quick. I mean, look at how abundant the United States is. At one point, we were experiencing the Dust Bowl, you know. Right. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting, because I tend to think, especially where I live in Pennsylvania, it's like um, it's easy to just think that we've got so much resources around us as far as um, agriculture and everything that would be just fine. And uh, yeah, Pennsylvania is a very resourceful state. That's why yeah. Amish never left. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of the reasons. I mean, I've got a lot of family here, which is the main reason. But the, another reason is just we've got water. We've got great land for for growing gardens and raising cattle. And it's like it's really those are the things that you need. So it would take a crazy I mean, chemical spill explosion to. <laughs> Exactly. I was just thinking about how close my house is to the to the railroads, and I'm just like, oh, you know, like I'm great. I'm all set up. I got I got wells. I've got I've got trees that are you know great for burning. I'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they can just ruin ruin the groundwater. Right. Yeah. Well, I I don't think anybody's gonna get away with with burning off spills for a little while now though i think that Hopefully i think not. that that will be met with a lot of suspicion and anger yeah maybe maybe torches and pitchforks <laughs> and maybe that's what it needs in minecraft uh yeah it, that was that's kind of crazy too because i don't think anybody in that picture was intending to just destroy that area I don't think anybody there was like, oh, yeah, well, let's screw these people up. They were, it was just a bunch of idiots looking at protocol because they didn't know what to do because, you know, they usually don't face a situation that, that that's that intense, you know? Yeah. But they did the wrong thing and it kind of played into this agenda. So you got to wonder, wonder what, what you know and then there was that movie that that basically right had every detail i meant to watch yeah. that and i haven't watched it wait i haven't watched it either 
the I listened though to uh, True Stream Media did a, a a bit on that. You, I, you listen to Grand Theft World all the time too, right? No, I don't actually. Um, it's such a long show that I and a lot of their material is shows that um, I listen to anyway. So I don't typically listen to them. I'm kind of like I'm familiar with Richard Grove for sure, but no, I don't listen to their show because like i said it's a whole day <laughs> well one thing you won't get from i see i would get rid of those other shows that that uh overlap yeah and listen to it through grand theft world for the reason that that rich and tony do analysis in between things so it's invaluable i mean it just rich knows so much he's so brilliant he's very well studied in all of this yeah and, I really think that I, I mean that I haven't missed that show since I started listening to it. And I think I started at episode seven. Wow. Holy cow. So you've been listening to every episode for a long time. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll listen to a whole episode because <laughs> I do. Actually, I do it. I've started listening to a few shows on Spotify, which has it, um, Usually I listen on Overcast, which doesn't have it. Doesn't have your show still, by the way. Um, I I get alerts from Overcast. Really? I've I've. Or put, no, is that Castbox? Okay, maybe it is. I, oh, I think Overcast had the same problem that that iTunes has. It's you weird because I can find my show on Overcast, and you're using Libsyn like me, so I don't know why yours wouldn't show up. It's my artwork. Oh, okay. Um, the, the artwork doesn't fit the I, Apple iBox or whatever the right way. And I, I, I'm using a cell phone to do this. So well, I, my, I need to get it to right. My wife is a graphic designer. She made my artwork and, uh, she could help you. Cool. I, I would hope that it would only take like five minutes. Um, uh, I'll send you both of the files that are the, the, jpegs of the show and i just needed to fit the apple formatting situation and right. i don't have the deep exactly what they are but i that would be such a major solid i would really appreciate it. yeah she Thank probably you. uh already knows what that is so that uh she'll probably spend more than five minutes on it because she's a perfectionist but um but yeah <laughs> she'll uh i'm sure well, it's already made it's just the formatting I'm pretty sure mine is working for that. So, yeah, if that's what it is, then um, it shouldn't be any problem. Yeah, it, it. I don't need to change anything about it. I just need to fit that damn box. I was thinking about today uh, convincing one of my friends who uh, is an AI art guru. Like, he he knows what to tell the thing to make exactly what what he's thinking. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. He knows how to talk to them. Which is is that's gonna be something. That's that's something that that you will get paid big bucks for. Yeah, that you know how to trick the AI into making something really cool. But <laughs> so you're saying he knows how to manipulate demons, right? I guess so. Uh, don't tell him that. He'd get really upset <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> Whenever I t- told him about the concept of you know the the sacrifices and you know and people falling in love with the AIs and all the other weird weird stuff that's coming from this uh he agreed that there is something demonic about it and you know but uh but he's still i 
it's going to be interesting to see if we can convince them to step away from the robot, step away from the machine, sir. They're, uh, they're damaging everything. <laughs> I've, I've thought about use cases for it, like drawing up legal documents and stuff, but I have, I've still not tried messing with it. Yeah. Uh, legal man just did a really interesting episode where he's, he's, been arguing with chat gpt and he gets <laughs> so he gets it to admit a whole bunch of things that it basically he's he's out lawyering it and that sounds know, doing, fun doing what he does best yeah nice yeah it's a fun episode i highly recommend listening to the quash which is legal man show right before you listen to history homos because the way the quash ends into the cannonball at the beginning of history homos is just it, it's one of those things that just works so well for me i'll try to remember that <laughs> I'm, I'm so weird about things having to go in a certain order there's there's <laughs> some sort of weird ocd i have with the podcast i listen to <laughs> i've i've got all, all the ones i'm subscribed to at least i've got like when they've got ads in the beginning, I've got it set to skip the ads in the beginning. And then, you know, so that I only get like the meat of the episode and stuff like that. And, um, and I do kind of curate my, uh, the order of what I want to listen to, but it's more about like what, how early in the morning it is, what mood I'm going to be in that kind of thing. Like what can I handle? What time of day, what kind of flow do I want as far as, uh, my content, goes like i like to have a little bit of variety and not have a whole bunch of shows on the same topic all like piled on top of each other kind of thing yep i'm the same way and that's for the well okay in order i i listen to uh the live spring media bible first thing and then right after that i've been listening to the the father mike's bible in a year as well because i'm trying to learn as much as possible. I'm not Catholic, nice. but I don't think that the Bible's different if you have a Catholic read it to you. Uh, I know that they have some extra stuff, and that extra stuff might actually be useful. I'm, I'm into extra books. I'm into knowing as much as we can know, and I think, I think it's okay. It's not, there's not something bad about that. Right. And it's not like it's not like the Catholics that decided what your Bible was going to be anyway or any better than, you know, than that. You know what I mean? You, they were the Bible in its current state is set up in that format because of the Catholics. So, yeah. 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 I and listened then, uh, to the Bible um, in probably like six months or so. And it, it was always the first thing in the morning, um, but it was just straight up king james version um i don't remember who the narrator was but he wasn't giving any commentary or anything it was just uh okay just the whole thing kind of straight yeah through. They, there's some troublesome stuff about king james and it might you know it, it might be one of the best translations but king james was just just like one of those terrible blood drinking pedophiles so <laughs> really so weird how, how it's always that with these crazy elitists, you know? Oh my gosh. I hadn't heard that before. 
Yeah, there's there's a YouTube video on it that's uh, pretty compelling. Uh, check that out. I, I think I I can't give you the title of it off the top of my head. I'll send you the link afterwards. I'll try to remember to do that. Whenever I re-listen to this episode, I'll I'll send you that link. Um, but yeah, I listen to that, and then it's Media Monarchy, then it's Corbett, then it's Ron Paul, then it's Tom Woods, then it's Pete, then it's Monica. Or I I put Brad before Monica because Brad only updates twice a week, and and he fits that time slot a little bit better. Then I listen to Monica, and then it's Grand Theft World. Whenever that runs out, it's all the other shows that I can fit in. I do kind of have some like dailies and uh, you know like History Homos, Timeline Earth, uh, Mark Claire Show, uh, Buck Johnson, uh, Year Zero. I, I try to fit as much of that stuff in there as I can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, funny enough, uh, Grand Theft World is only three and a half hours to me a week, and I listen about it. Oh, you listen to an super speed? Yes, I am a uh, a pod speeder. Where they go? You're a pod, pod speeder. That's what uh, that's what Adam was calling it, a pod faster. Yeah. No, pod um, speeder. Okay, I'm a pod speeder. Yeah. And if I don't speed it up, everybody sounds drunk to me. So, <laughs> and I don't like my friends sounding drunk. So I, I, I don't like when I sound drunk. So I, I have to have it sped up. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to listen fast. <laughs> I listen fast as like well, it. but not super fast. I listen like 1.5 is probably about average for me. Do you ever listen to Jack Spierko's survival podcast? Yeah, it's great. Uh, I don't listen to it uh, regularly, but uh, he's also had uh, he's had my friend Mike the Polymath on there a couple of times. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. And um, I like whenever he does a, a weekly thing where he cuts segments from other shows and and introduces them. That's pretty cool too. Mike the Polymath does you mean? No, Spearco does that for for the expert yeah. council. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, Spearco's awesome. He's he's very OG. I've and, found uh, him to be like one of the most valuable resources for just learning about um how to go about homesteading and stuff. Like yeah, I don't know. He's he's kind of grounding for me in some ways. And he'll he'll get me riled up sometimes, so like in that way he's not necessarily grounding, but um but as far as like what to concentrate on and what to like actually work on, um I like him for that. It's one of those that you want to have all of his episodes in a, in a Faraday cage for <laughs> whenever things get really crazy. Yeah. Just so you can, you can still listen to what Jack has to say because there's, he's put out so much wisdom over the years. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of knowledge there. A lot of good information about, um, about what plants to grow, how to grow them, what tools to use, all that kind of stuff. Um, putting automation into your into your designs, <laughs> which I'm not very good. Yeah, at. that's really that's super clever. Um, oh, uh, I'm gonna have to get going here pretty soon. But before I go, uh, there was another prediction that I made, and I think before June, and it's my theory. Has nothing to do with anything that I know or or think or anything like that. So if if it actually does happen, I don't want 
feds showing up with how do you know or or am I involved because I'm absolutely not involved in this whatsoever. But I think they're going to get rid of Joe before June 1st. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, people have been saying that kind of thing for his entire presidency so far. Hasn't happened yet. This is where my my name is written on that calendar. So <laughs> sometime in, in the month, well, I guess I get six weeks. I got six weeks. If it doesn't happen within the next six weeks, you know, somebody else take that six weeks afterwards or something. Right. And, uh, and keep on down the line until Joe outlives us all. Or whichever body double or whichever version it is of him right now or whatever, right? How do we the know? Reason I, are you are I, you predicting this for a particular version of Joe? I think they're going to just retire the concept of Joe. <laughs> That's really what it is, May. right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, but I think that I think that that's the thing they need to kind of, they don't have a whole lot of time, but they need to build the next Democrat candidate before the, the political grifting season begins. And so we'll see how that works. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be Kamala, right? What do you think? Uh, a lot of people believe that it's going to be Gavin. Um, I, I really hope not because, and that would be terrible. Uh, Obviously, everybody in the truth community wants it to be RFK Jr., mm-hmm. but RFK Dude, Jr. Is I would be with tempted fire. to vote for him, but I yeah. also know that he's like he's not good on two A stuff and that kind of thing. But I mean, he I know he like he's willing to stand up to evil, and that means a lot. Well, I mean, he'll end up like other people in his family other kennedys yeah there's there's sort of a trend yeah kind of asking for it right (laughs) yeah i mean and i don't mean that he's going to be you know busted for you know drowning a hooker in in a lake uh or a river i guess it was no just just busted for actually saying the truth yeah yeah (laughs) yeah he gets uh i guess it, it wasn't khashoggi is that right or no one's believing that anymore. Wait, what? Uh, RFK Sr., they were saying that it was Khashoggi that took him out. Wasn't uh, Khashoggi was... the journalist who got assassinated? Jamar Khashoggi? And, yeah, yeah. Maybe I've got it mixed up with something. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. I don't. But, yeah, I haven't heard a lot about um, RFK Sr.'s. Uh, murder as far as like who did it other than CIA <laughs> usually the case <laughs> yeah yeah or just a random heart attack you know a random suicide by two bullet holes in the back of the head and a hanging by a red tie uh, or an electrical cord with a shot gun blast to the torso. Yeah. <laughs> Man, people come up with crazy ways to commit suicide. It's like they're they're setting up these Rube Goldberg traps for themselves in order to <laughs> yeah. pull it off. And how many of them were uh, were friends with the Clintons? That's a good question. <laughs> One which you better not ask. <laughs> exactly. 
Hey, man, give your plugs. All right. Uh, burn Battle on Burn, the Doom Kitchen. Find it at libertylinks.io slash the Doom Kitchen. Or the old one is Linktree, Linktree, you know how those are written with the dot EE, uh, 3X Burn. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Doom Kitchen. And you can even email me now, the Doom Kitchen at protonmail.com. Very nice. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. I, I always love talking to you. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, it's fun hanging out. Take care. Thanks.